Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Everything Medicare podcast. Today is Monday, March 11th, 2019. I hope you had a great weekend. Um, I feel fantastic. I feel refreshed. I feel energized. And I'm ready to bring it for you today. Today on the Everything Medicare podcast, a podcast where Every single week, I bring you an episode where I talk about your Medicare, your Medicaid, your Social Security, and everything that has to do with your retirement. Folks, I've been doing this for about a year now, and I just really can't tell you how much I appreciate everyone's support who listens each and every week. Um, And to reward you, we're going to try an experiment. It's been something that I've been getting a lot of requests to do. I'm going to do... I'm going to start trying to do two podcasts a week, one on Monday, same as we've been doing, same schedule, but we're also going to start doing a second one on Saturday. So stay tuned for that. Watch for an episode to drop on Saturday. And as always, shoot me an email at Christian, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-B, as in boy, Christian B at xmission.com, letter X and the word mission, M-I-S-S-I-O-N.com, Christian B at xmission.com if you have any questions or requests or topics that you'd like to request that we do an episode about. And who knows, you might be picked. Folks, if this is your first time listening to me, I've been doing this. This is year eight for me when it comes to working with people on Medicare. I grew up around this stuff. Um, I've published two books on Medicare. I'm working on my third book. That's just a book in general about insurance. And I'm going to be meeting with experts and professionals that do a lot of different types of insurance that I don't to do research and get insight and learn from them. So that way I can better direct you in that book that's going to be kind of like a Bible for insurance. That's going to be the intention. It's going to be the tell-all to help you maximize every single type of insurance, what type of insurance you should have, what type of insurance you really shouldn't have, why you should have it, what you should look for based on your situation, etc., etc., I've been working with people for a long time now. Medicare is my specialty. I'm a Medicare expert. I work with every single major insurance company in the United States of America when it comes to Medicare plans. I've experienced with all of them. I've worked with a lot of people. I've probably sat down with a thousand people or more over the years to talk about their situations. Um, Today, I wanted to talk about something that, in my opinion, is... A very simple and easy way to lessen the difficulty of making a decision. People get overwhelmed with Medicare. You know, they hear about Medicare Part A, Part B, Part D, Part C, Plan F, Plan G, Plan N. It can get very overwhelming for people knowing what's what and everything involved. If you've listened to me for some time, then you probably already know where I'm going with this. It's very, very simple to me. That everything, when it comes to Medicare, falls into one out of two categories. Only one out of two. There's two different paths a person can take with their Medicare. Everything you've ever heard about about, in, in, about Medicare falls based on these two different paths. They are very different. In my personal opinion, one is not better than the other. I just think they're very different. They both have different strengths and weaknesses, um, which we're going to get into a little bit. And both have um, 
different ways of looking at them. And it's very simple. A person can go the route, the traditional Medicare route. That would be taking a Medicare supplement or also known as a Medigap, um, a Medigap or Medicare supplement plan through a private insurance company to supplement their Medicare and they take a Part D drug plan. When they do that, they get their Medicare Part A and Part B. It becomes from the government. Part A and Part B, Part A and Part B, it's still Monday morning, excuse me. Part A and Part B um, come from the government. It never happens any other way. The Medigap or Medicare supplement policy pays after it. So they work as an 80-20 deal. Um, depend, I'm not going to give pricing estimates for the Medigap, Medigap or Medicare supplement because it's going to be different depending on what state you're listening to this in. Um, but you pay an extra premium for it. So that extra premium, it's going to be substantially higher than the other side of the coin that I'm going to get into. But you're going to have great medical coverage. Probably f- at least full medical coverage, if not close to full medical coverage. No co-pays, no deductibles, no out-of-pocket. So, it's very, very simple. Medicare pays 80% of what they will pay, which is medical bills. Hospital bills, doctor's appointments, um, outpatient procedures, surgeries, those kind of things. And then the Medigap comes in and pays the 20% the Medicare doesn't pay. Because remember, Medicare pays... It has, it has its deductibles and co-pays and out-of-pockets, but most notably, it typically pays about 80% of your bills, leaving behind 20% for you to pay if that's all that a person had. So the Medigap fills in the 20%. Now, Medicare Part A and B do not cover prescriptions, dental, vision, hearing, anything of that nature. So you have to get a separate drug plan, and if you want dental, vision, and hearing coverage, you have to get that separate as well. And that's that's a topic for another episode. I did a whole episode just about dental, vision, hearing, where to get it and how to get it and what to look for. So go back and listen to that if you want to know more about that. So that's one way you can go. Basically, you pay your Medicare Part B premium. You pay your Medigap or Medicare Supplement premium. And you pay your Part D drug plan premium. The supplement and the drug plan, the Part D plan, are both through private insurance companies and the prices vary depending on the company and depending on what type of plan you want. Simple. But you have three premiums to pay. But as far as medical coverage is concerned, you have the best medical coverage that money can buy. That's one side. The other side is Medicare Advantage plans. And with Medicare Advantage plans, you get your A and your B just like on the other side. You pay the premium for Medicare Part B, but you, instead of running your Medicare through the government, you run your Medicare directly through a private insurance company. They take the place of your Medicare. Doctors call them replacement plans. I'm not supposed to use that terminology, but I think it's accurate. So, I don't, and, but, and so I'm going to tell you that that's what doctors call them because I think it's a good analogy. They take the place of your Medicare. They become your primary insurance. Now, as you can imagine, that takes a huge burden off of Medicare's shoulders because Medicare doesn't have to pay that 80% any longer for your medical bills. So, in exchange for this private insurance company taking over and handling their responsibility, they get funding from the government every month to take care of you. 
Pretty easy, right? Pretty simple. Now, typically, this is a person's only medical coverage. So in that case, this plan has co-pays, pretty much for everything. It's not going to be as good of medical coverage as the Medigap. So why would anyone want it? Well, it's much cheaper and premium. Because they get all this funding from the government, typically you and you end up paying your Medicare Part B premium. Usually it's for this year and anyway, in 2019, it's $135.50. It could be more if you had a high, significantly high income two years ago. They base it off of what your income was two years ago. For most people, 90 plus percent of people, it's $135.50. Basically, that's all you pay potentially because the Medicare Advantage plan gets all this funding from the government. So a lot of times it doesn't cost anything to pick up. If it does cost something, it's going to be low premium, $30, $40, $50 a month, something like that. Depends on your area. Some areas they can cost more. But for the most part, that's what they look like. So you either pay no extra premium or you pay very little extra premium. And these plans include drug coverage and most of the time, they'll include some sort of dental, vision, hearing um, coverage, as well as extra benefits that Medicare doesn't cover. But they have co-pays for medical bills. You know, think 5 to 10 maybe $15, $20, depending on your area, for a primary care physician, 40 50 55 30 whatever, for a specialist, depending on your area, probably 80 to $100 for an emergency room, probably... Three to five hundred dollars to stay in the hospital. Some areas that that's much lower of a copay, like Florida, for example, where there's a lot of funding. Florida has some just incredible Medicare Advantage rates, not just rates, but benefits. So you have these Medicare Advantage plans, and those are the two ways you can go. If you can narrow down which way of those two ways you'd like to go with your Medicare and which way is best for you, that is 80% of the difficulty of making a decision. Easy, right? You're welcome. (laughs) It's simplified when you look at it that way, and that's really all that it is. It's complicated because, in my opinion, the government does not make the information easy to obtain. They word things in a way that they purposely try to confuse people, in my opinion. They have a vested interest in keeping you confused. I believe that's the case with Medicare. I believe that's the case with your taxes. There's so many people, millions upon millions of people every year, overpay on their taxes and they don't even know it and the government's never going to let them know about that. They overpay in their taxes because they're not taking deductions that they qualify for. But that's a topic for another day. It's not really my specialty, but I know enough to know that that's a fact. The other reason is 90 plus percent of people that work in the insurance industry don't know half as much about insurance as they should to give advice. Stay with me into segment two, and I'll talk about the advantages and the disadvantages of the, of the two paths that you can go. Stay with me. Welcome back, everybody, to segment two of this week's episode of the Everything Medicare Podcast. This is episode 38, I think. Forgive me if I'm off on that. I'm not looking at the numbers right now, but I believe this is episode 38, and that's amazing. So it's very, very exciting 
And um, as I mentioned in segment one, we're going to be doing a second episode starting this week. It's an experiment we're trying out. We're going to see how you guys receive it. If it's received well from you guys, you, the audience, drive the bus. If it's received well from you guys, we will continue doing it for the foreseeable future. If it's not, we'll try it out a couple times, and then we might just go back to the regular once-a-week format. Because, believe it or not, folks, me doing this podcast is basically taking time out of my day. For us, we run a business here where we work with people on Medicare. That's what I do for a profession. And so my profession is not podcasting, but it's an effective way for me to get information to you that nobody else will tell you, or very few people will tell you. Most won't. But we have to make sure that we are planning everything out around our, our schedule with our business. So that way we're making sure we're helping as many people as we possibly can week in and week out. So we're going to try this out, see how it's received. If it's received well, it will continue. So watch for that on Saturday. Okay, so we're talking about the two different ways a person can go with their Medicare. Medicare Advantage, well, I started differently in segment one. Medigap, Medicare Supplement, traditional route, or they can go the Medicare Advantage route. Let's start with the traditional Medicare Supplement Part D plan route. The advantages are clear. The advantages are you have the best medical coverage money can buy, you know, and really there's two types of people that pick up a Medigap. The first one is they do it when they're turning 65 when they have an array of health problems. When they have a ton of different health problems because the Medigap is going to give them better medical coverage for that. And when you first get onto Medicare, when you first turn 65, depending on the regulations of your state, but for most places, it's when you first turn 65, you're able to get a Medigap with any insurance company, no health questions, no underwriting. You, you get free pick, free pickings. So the two people that I see that turn 65 that get onto Medicare that take a Medigap are the people that have health problems and they know they're going to need it, which is a wise decision because that's what the Medigap was really made for, in my opinion. It's designed for people that have high medical cost because you could walk into a hospital, have a $50,000 surgery, stay two or three nights, have another $50,000 in, in other different kinds of hospital bills, and you could walk out probably paying 100 to 200 bucks depending on your plan, if anything. That's how good of coverage we're talking about here with a Medigap. The other type of person I see that pick up a Medigap at 65 are people that are incredibly healthy, but they're worried. They're worried they might not be someday because after your window expires, basically you have a window of about a year from when you turn 65 to get a Medigap without the health questions. It depends on the insurance company to be honest, some insurance companies, it's probably six months after your birth month. Um, but you see what I'm saying. Within that first year, that window closes. And then if you try to get a Medigap later, you're going to have to go through health questions and go through underwriting. 
And that insurance company can say no, similar to life insurance. Probably not as, you know, they don't dig as deep as life insurance, but they still will ask health questions and underwrite you, and they have the option to say no, or they have the option to charge you double what they were originally going to, or whatever the case may be, when they're making a decision to accept you. So some people that are perfectly healthy, I see, are very afraid of that fact. They're afraid they might develop something and they might not be able to get one later. So they pick it up at 65 to guarantee that they will be able to get it. See, this isn't necessarily such an easy decision, picking between the two. That's why I say it's 80% of the difficulty. And if you can eliminate this decision, if you can hammer down which way of the two ways is better for you, 80% of the difficulty period, point blank. The remaining 20% is just picking exactly which plan and which insurance company you want to work with, in my opinion. So those are the two type of people that pick up a Medigap. The advantages are, like I was saying, great medical coverage, the best money can buy. The other advantage is you don't have networks. As long as the doctor or hospital you're going to takes Medicare, which nowadays is about 99% of providers nationwide. That used to be a bigger, bigger problem about 10 years ago. Um, Nowadays, finding a doctor that doesn't take Medicare is like a needle in the haystack. It's very rare. So essentially, you can use it anywhere as long as the doctor takes Medicare, which is almost everywhere. And that's not just in your state. That's nationwide. It works the same here in Utah where I am as it does in Florida, California, Texas, New York, New Hampshire. doesn't matter. It's portable. It's mobile. Very good for travel. You don't have to worry about networks. I know a lot of people hate networks. So that's an advantage, no networks. The other advantage is the the coverage is never going to change. It's going to be the same year in and year out. Like a lot of insurances, they change and adapt from year to year. Medigaps don't do that. The drug plan will do that, but they're easier to change. You can change the drug plan during the Medicare open enrollment period, which is October 15th through December 7th each year. But with drug plans, there's no health questions. So, you have great medical coverage. There's no network. The coverage doesn't change. Last but not least, you can't be canceled. Once you're on the Medigap, they can never drop you. They can never cancel you. They're guaranteed renewable. Even if the insurance company decides to not renew the coverage or let's say the insurance company decides to discontinue the product that you're on that means that you're grandfathered in and they they're not allowed to drop you they have to keep you just means they're not taking on new customers for that particular product so what are the negatives of a medigap well number one is easy you pay a lot more premium than an advantage plan because you're basically paying three premiums and sometimes that the difference in premium can be substantial depending on where you will live, depending on where you are. Other times, not so much. It just depends on where you live. The other, the other negative is the Medigap is what it is year one. It's guaranteed to go up every single year. And if anyone tells you, anyways, any, and if anyone tells you any, otherwise, they're a big liar and a scam artist and a snake, as far as I'm concerned. They're just trying to get you to sign up not going to take care of you when it goes up. They just want that commission first year off of you. That's slimy business. Don't fall for it. I've only seen one Medigap not raise the rates in my career. And they did it one year. 
out of every company I've ever seen. Think about that. It just doesn't happen. Every Medigap is going to raise the rates year in and year out. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of how much. So keep that in mind. The rates will continue to shoot up year in and year out. And over the course of 10 years, that's a big difference. You're paying a lot more than you originally were. That's how, that's how premiums can double, triple over the course of time. I've done a lot of episodes in the past about why Medigaps raise the rates. I'm not going to get into that right now just for the sake of time. So if you're interested in learning about that, go back and listen to some of my other Medigap-specific podcast episodes. I talk about that in depth, nauseating depth. Medicare Advantage plans, on the other hand, what is the advantage of those? Well, the advantage of those is simple. You save premium. That's number one. Number two, they, they cover a lot of things that Medicare on its own doesn't. Like they come with the drug coverage. You don't have to pick it up separately. They, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them will come with some kind of dental vision hearing programs. They probably will cover more preventative care than Medicare will on its own as a primary. Medicare, I'll give you an example for that. Medicare doesn't cover a physical in your first year. Oh, and no, Medicare will cover a physical in your first year. Excuse me. Like I said, so Monday morning, they'll give you a, a physical your first year. They call it your welcome to Medicare physical. But after that, they will never pay for one again. It's ridiculous in my opinion. That's the most idiotic thing ever. I'm sorry. <laughs> excuse me for my unprofessionalism. But it is. And it's true. Because paying for preventative care keeps people healthy so you don't have to pay as much for bigger things down the road. I mean, it's just basic. But basically, folks, Medicare Advantage plans cover a, a, a wide, more diverse array of things that Medicare on its own does not. Medicare Advantage plans do, I mean. So you have extra coverage in more different areas. And the premiums are lower. That's basically your two advantages. <laughs> The negatives are you have networks with Advantage plans. You have to stay in network. Now, sometimes that's not a problem because some plans have enormous networks. Some don't. Some have real tiny networks. The other thing is you have a lot of potential for out-of-pocket if you get real sick because you're going to have copays for everything. Even the little copays can add up if you go enough. If you have a $50 specialist copay and you have a specialist you have to see once a week, that's 200 bucks a month right there. Makes up the premium difference real quickly. So there's advantages and disadvantages to the two sides. Stay with me into segment three and we will wrap this puppy up and I appreciate you listening this far. Segment three, folks, of the Everything Medicare podcast and um, I appreciate you listening this far. I hope I helped. Look, folks, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, regardless of your situation, that you should go one way or the other based on what we talked about. But this, you, only you can decide that. It's not just what you need right now. It's based on your comfort level of how much coverage you want to have. It's based off of um, your needs, your preferences, what prescriptions you take. Now, there's a lot of variables, a lot of variables. What's available in your state? Some states, Medigaps and supplements are probably way more competitive and stronger than the Advantage plans are. 
and vice versa in other places. It depends on the market where you live, depends on your needs, your preferences, There's a lot of variables, but this is basically everything that I outlined here is going to be, for the most part, the same everywhere, and it can give you something to go off of. Like I said, I appreciate you listening, folks. Um, I wanted to give you an update. If you follow us on Twitter, follow me on Twitter, I should say, we're putting out a lot of free content and information um, about Medicare every single day. So follow me on Twitter. We changed our handle recently. So that is the new handle is at C underscore E underscore Brindle, B-R-I-N-D-L-E. Hashtag, um, not hashtag, I'm not even familiar with my own terminology. Um, at, again, that's at C underscore E underscore Brindle. Christian Brindle. Follow us on Instagram, Christian Brindle Insurance. Follow us on Facebook, Christian Brindle Insurance Services. Follow me on YouTube, Christian Brindle, for educational Medicare videos. We're going to be pumping out more of those coming soon. And if you're listening to this podcast on on a platform that allows you to leave us a review, please do so. It helps us a lot, and it helps us reach more people. And the more people we reach, as far as I'm concerned, the more people we can help because we're providing information in a way, an unbiased and an unfluffed way that nobody else is doing and nobody is willing to do because it puts the power in your hands to make an accurate decision. They want you to have to come to them to make a decision. They want power over you. We want to empower you to make the best decision possible. Thank you so much for listening. You're amazing. We love you, folks. We want what's best for you. And we are always happy to cover any topic that you feel is necessary. So like I said, segment one, shoot me an email. Let me know if there's a topic that you desperately want me to cover. And I will see you folks on Saturday for our second episode. Bye-bye.